Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Playing Out from the Back podcast. Um, it's actually going to go revert back to the normal back three. I've got Aaron White. I've got Mo Spencer. How are you boys doing? All good, mate. All good. I'm good, yeah. I'm good as well. Looking forward to today's episode as usual. Yeah, it feels like it's been a while since uh, the three of us have been on. No no guests today, <laughs> but it means probably uh, the rants can continue. <laughs> <laughs> I, think we've had, I think we've had a month. Has it been a month? Maybe four weeks since we've all been on? Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, we've, had so, some, uh, we've had some superb feelings, though, to be fair, in that time. So you can't complain, really, can we? Nah, they... nah the loan signings, the loan <laughs> signings have done well. To be fair, we've, we've we've been all right. But yeah, it's nice to nice to get the squad back together. And uh, yeah, action-packed uh, show today, I'd say. Uh, Going to be discussing uh, England and the the quality we've got there. We'll be discussing uh, um picking our best 11s uh, from when that tournament comes around. We will be talking about Liverpool. Yes, we will be talking about Liverpool and it will not be all good and it won't be all bad, but we will be discussing it again. Um, and I don't know about you boys, we're bringing it up again, but we have to talk about it. And it is a nightmare that we have to keep bringing this up. But VAR and, exp- and actually comments directly from referees and ex-referees and, dare I say it, Peter Walton, who was on BT Sport. <laughs> But what I will say, what I will say just quickly, Sam, yeah. is you ain't we ain't really just bringing it up because it's actually getting worse. It ain't like, oh, we're just talking it about it. It's, it's, it's a topic that has to be discussed. Like, it's getting worse. Yeah. I feel like every week it's a, it gets like there's a worse decision. It's absolutely crazy. I, I don't know how. I don't know. I mean, we will get into that, but yeah, you're right. It, I can't believe it tries to outdo itself every week. But um, yeah, we will, we will get on that. But let's, let's, let's ease our way in and let's actually have some. I'd say some good news, um, and that is like the emergence. I say emergence. We knew Phil Foden had class and, and, and sort of the quality that he puts out on the pitch. 
there's people like Phil Foden, you've got Jack Grealish in there, Sterling's obviously re- rekindling a bit of form in there, and the talent that's obviously coming up. What, what right now, I'm going to start with you, Mo, um, because as we know, Aaron is still filtering through a uh, player list. Of <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, what is your, start, your starting I, 11 I, as it stands if the Euros kicked off on Saturday? I actually um, I wanted the 44 man list to be fair. I wanted to have a look at exactly what <laughs> I was working with, but I might have, I actually feel like I might have missed some out. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've sort of I've sort of think I've got a good balance here. Um, what formation of you people for? inform? I think I think now um, I have to go three four three. I think I feel like that's the way Southgate's going to go. I mean, I tried to sort of make it a little bit similar to how he I think he'd go because I mean, generally I'd probably play four two three one, but I just I can't see him doing that. Um, which means someone might have to miss out. But, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. And it, it might be quite controversial because I don't think I'm going to have Foden starting, which is quite mad right now. But I, right. I, I, I don't want to Listen, listen, listen to me. Yeah, listen to me. Listen to me on this one. Um, he, hasn't, he hasn't done it on it. Look, I think Foden's the, probably the best English talent that there is at the moment. But you're not starting. You no, 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 no. But I mean, I mean, there's players in that, in that front three, the front three being the way it is, that have to be in there. Sterling has to be in there. Kane has to be in there. And I think... All right, start from the, start from the back. Yeah, Let's start from the back. Yeah, go so... Who, who you got in goal? All right, in goal, I'm going to go Pope. Yeah. Um, after his performance at Anfield, I think that was uh, one of the best. Uh, he reminded me of. You remember Brad Friedel back in the day when he used to have them games for Tottenham, and he used to just keep everything out. It reminded me, <laughs> reminded me, reminded me of that at Anfield. A Brad Brad Friedel flipping goalkeeping clinic. Have you got the sticker <laughs> album? Right All the keepers oi, that have well oi, mate, Brad Friedel. Mate, <laughs> mate, 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 mate. Honestly. I'm telling you, Brad Friedel was the guy for those clinics, mate. Um, yeah, so Pope in goal, um, Maguire, Stones, and I've gone Tyro Mings, uh, left centre-back. Um, left wing-back, I will go Saka. Um, Centre-mid, I'll go Declan Rice. And Jordan Henderson, even though he's playing centre back. <laughs> <laughs> nah, a little bit of protection. I go Jordan Henderson. Listen, you, you can you can say what you like about Jordan Henderson, but he does bring a lot to the teams that he plays yeah. in. Um, Who's your right wing back? Did you do that? No, no, no. Right, no, no. right wing back. Now, it, for me, it was quite easy. It was Reese James, but he seems to have fallen out of form at the moment. Um, which is quite worrying. Carl Walker's not up to much. Trippier's going to be banned for ten months, uh, for ten weeks um, for the for the betting. And the right fullback was pretty much the one position where, even though we've got a lot of sort of talent in that area, I wasn't sure who was going to go in there. So I'll leave that for now. Wait, 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 um, wait, 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 wait! You can't leave it for now. I can leave it for now. I'm going to say it by the end of my team. I just need a few oh more minutes reflection. He just doesn't want the backlash. He don't want it right. early. What's going on? Come on. Um, and up front, I'm going to go with Sterling and Grealish behind Kane. 
because I think Sterling scores goals everywhere and he's he's having an all right season, even though he isn't playing as much for Man City, but he is having a, still having a really good season. Kane has to be in there. He's our main forward. And I just think Grealish has come on leaps, literally leaps and bounds this season. And I'm actually quite disappointed that when we did... Um, when we did our most improved or, oh, sorry, our most underrated player, I actually didn't say Grealish because I still think that even now he's still quite underrated for the things that he does in the way that he mm-hmm. plays. Um, okay, right. So back to my right wing back. I am going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with... Can't do it, can you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with... Uh, all right, you know what? No, I'm going to stick to my... I'll go with Rhys James. I'll go with Rhys James, right wing back. I was going to leave him out because I think he's lost a little bit of form mm-hmm. recently. But I'll go with Rhys James. I think Rhys James is the be- best defender going forward and coming back. I know Trent... But Trent... No, no, I'll no, take you it back. said your piece. No, I'll take it back. <laughs> no, I'll take it back. You said your piece. It's too back. late. Team no, 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 it's not. It's not. No, I have the right to change my mind. I'm going Trent. No, I'm not turning my back on Trent. I'm not being a coward. Trent's in there, mate. Trent Alexander-Arnold, right? <laughs> so, let me uh, let me give you my final team because people are going to yeah, try free, hate free, the game. Free yeah? the lingo. What? Right. <laughs> Brad, Brad, Brad Friedlinger. No. Pope, um, Stones, Maguire, Mings. Trent Alexander-Arnold, Henderson, Rice, Saka, Grealish, um, Sterling, and Kane. Okay, all right. I'm sure that you, you that's locked in now. You can't change your mind once you've listened to. I, me. I don't know. Mind and yeah, now. I might actually change yeah. my mind. I know. I shouldn't. We'll, we'll we'll heal back from you. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, where are you? Uh, I'm going four two three one. Oh, wait, hold up. Let me just elaborate, right? Now, guys, honestly, throughout the day, the number <laughs> of players that Aaron, his list is it's list starting. He's like, oh, yeah, I've got like a 40 man squad to start. Boys, I'm struggling. By about one o'clock this afternoon, we're on 878. <laughs> And, and I think he named the, the whole of the Prem Championship. The, the worst thing was when he had 878 players, you mentioned a player and he said, oh, I got him and stuck him on the list as well. Yeah, I didn't even know where he was at. But, oh, let's see how you got on now. Remember, it is yeah, only 11 players. Part. So we're, we're, uh, Yeah, 4-2-3-1. I think that's the only way, especially in the in the games where we're expected to win, we're expected to dominate possession. Uh we have to go forward and play four two three one. You're not going to agree with me who goes in goal. Uh, I'm still going with Jordan Pickford. And I'll get. I'll give you my reasons. <laughs> Firstly, he's got the experience, uh, international major tournament. But the way England play, uh, playing out from the back, uh, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> uh, coming off his line quick Pope I've watched Pope a lot recently and yes he's a great shot stopper great in the air mm. but those two are two big uh, attributes he doesn't have and that's what I think is holding Southgate back from picking him uh, yeah but overall I think Pope is the better keeper but the way we play uh, and for the experience I'd go with Pickford uh Four two three okay. one two centre backs was was probably the easiest out of the whole of the eleven. Uh, Stones and Maguire. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Left back, uh, Luke Shaw. Special mm. mention to James Justin, who just missed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> God, you I really did, deep I dive. Did. Let's go. I like. I like. You know what? You know what? Luke, Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw is very close to my team as well. He's in great form at the moment. He's in great form at the moment. The thing is, mate, on a, on a Euro trip, if he finds <laughs> a paella again, we're screwed. <laughs> no, he's very, very close, very close. If it was, if it was a left back, it would be him over Chilwell. That's, a, that's another shout for most improved as well, uh, Luke Shaw. Definitely. Mm. That is the worst, worst. I know. Get by but... Anyone that accepted that gracefully as well. Like, he's he's been that. very bad <laughs> over the last couple of years, but this year he's he's been he's been one of the best left backs in the league. So yeah, definitely left back for me. Uh, right back, Trent. Obviously, uh, special mention though. Someone that hasn't had an England cap yet is Matty Cash for Villa. I think I think he's one yeah. of the best right backs in the league, and for me, he's above. Uh, James Wambasaka, Walker Peters, Lamptey, Alder. Aaron, are you trying to make friends with all these? <laughs> no, Aaron. Aaron he, he's, play, he's played twenty-one <laughs> mate, Premier League games. He, though. Let me tell you, defensively and going forward and on the ball, he's superb. Mm. Yeah, he, he, he ain't going to come oh, and pay for St Mary's, mate. You can't <laughs> come, on, mate, come on, come on, Matty. But no, God. honestly, he, 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 he would be in my squad. Uh, the two in the middle, uh, Rice would definitely be there. And mm-hmm. I want to say Mount, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go mm. Henderson uh, again mm. for the experience for what he brings to to an eleven in midfield and to shore up, especially if we're playing uh, four at the back. I'd go those two. Uh, Foden just in front. Grealish on the left, Sterling on the right, Kane up top. Mm. I like it. I do. I like that team as well. I, although I can't believe the million right backs we've got. You would have Barry would, Cash yeah. in your squad, by the way, over over the million that we've got. <laughs> I mean, I would. Trent Reese James and Wambasaka for me come mm-hmm. way before Matty, Matty Cash. Watch him. Watch the next Villa game. Yeah, I've, I've, listen, I've, I've watched him, but I've also watched people in the Danorama <laughs> Prem as well. Like, you know what I mean? like, well, yeah, that's, that's, a huge, that's a huge shout. Um, boys, my formation was a little little bit different, to be fair. I, I, I'm calling it five at the back, but the two wing-backs, I don't think we'll be spending too much time defending. You, know. you, can you, ain't, got, you, ain't, you ain't got Foden wing-back, have you, man? Come on. No, that'd be silly. <laughs> he's got, that'd got be silly. Sancho wing-back. Yeah, that guy he can do whatever he wants. Do you know what? Sancho, mate, he didn't even come up in my list. I know you've got him because there's been already said that you've got almost 900 <laughs> players in your list, but Sancho was not there. I, I've actually gone mm-hmm. with Pope in goal, um, aka Brad Friedel. Um, <laughs> and my back three, uh, Maguire through the middle, um, part of the spine, and then Keane and Stones. Michael Keane has had a superb season for me, um, having them two. Either side of Maguire, if he does step out, yeah. we're comfortable. Still got the legs. Left wing back, Saka. I think the fact that he can give us that that width, both sides, and I'll tell you a reason why I've put him there. Uh, Trent, I mean, he does it for Liverpool anyway. Mm-hmm. The guy's a midfielder, but and then occasionally he puts a tackle in. So you can't not have him in there, especially with the, the delivery that he can put on, on a sixpence. Um, 
again, through the middle, sitting in there is Henderson. Experience, like you've mentioned there. I think we've got you've got to have that again through the through the spine. Then in front of them is a three. I've got Grealish on the left, and this is what I said about Saka, because Grealish does like to be mm-hmm. sort of inverted. Mm-hmm. So having that, and he's got good rapport with Saka yeah. as well. Like yeah. I think the two of them will play very well there. Yeah, Foden through the middle. Yeah, Foden through the middle. The guy is, the guy is class. Like, you just mm-hmm. can't. And you know what? Watching how uh, Guardiola played him, um, and I'll touch on again why he's in there, is that I've got Kane up top. Now, Kane does like to come and sit deep. And if you watch Foden, he yeah. can do that third man, mm-hmm. third man run. And he can play in those little pockets um, and play on the shoulder of the, the last defender. So, it I think will quite work with that. And Sterling, as I say, come into a bit of form there. He can play in that kind of inverted role that obviously um, we, we started to see Guardiola doing with, with his players. And again, I think him and Trent uh, would call, I mean, the pace, having that sort of pace down, down the right-hand side will cause people all sorts of havoc. Shout, like you said, Declan Rice was di- it was a difficult one. Um, but I think you just got to have that little bit of added experience. We can't go all the young guns in there. Um, we are going to be playing against a lot of other um, sort of youthful sides. I think Portugal have basically been um, touted as one of the one of the favourites. But in terms of experience, it's Ronaldo, and I know it's Ronaldo. But I'm saying there's not many other teams there that are probably going to have yeah. the blend that we should have of having experience. And and uh, youthfulness, but all good, all good sides. Um, I can't believe Matty Cash even appeared <laughs> on this pod. Today. I, I still can't get over that. I, I'm in, in Wait, he was he was nearly, he was nearly um, a starter. That, that was even. <laughs> oh mate, you need to, uh, you need to put football manager down just because you got to like 2040 in, in football manager. Can't relate that to real life. I'm not I'm not having that one at, at all. But I think you know there's, there's a core of players that we've obviously looked in, um, obviously agreed with. But just come back to me on the Foden thing there. Why would you not have Foden there? Um, just, just explain that a bit more. Um, I can't. I'm just it's 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 a it's a team thing. It's 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 not I don't know, it's 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 a little bit about the formation and it's a little bit about the team. If I was playing a four, two, three, one, you fit Foden in. But I just think that I don't think England can play against the best teams in a four, two, three, one. And I think that's why he wants to go with three, four, three. So it, it just it just so happens that now we've got a, a sudden explosion of of players that can play in the pockets and you're looking at it and you're thinking it's not just Foden. I want to have Mount in there as well. I think Mount's a great. I, I'm a big advocate of Mount, and I say that he he was he's probably Chelsea's best yeah. player this season, and I want him in there. But I just think that the, for the balance of the team, I just think there's one spot up in that front three, and between Grealish and Foden, Grealish plays every minute. He delivers in every minute, and I just think he's a little bit ahead of Foden. Sterling, his record speaks for itself. Do you get yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah. So for me, that's the only reason why I have Sakharin on the left, and uh, it goes a little bit into what you were saying. I think that in the three-five-two, it's important that your two wingbacks can step into the middle and play, as you're seeing with all of these teams that play three-five-two. Um, and I think that both Trent and Saka can do that, whereas you don't get that from your Chilwells and you don't get that so much from your Shores. But I think Saka has the ability to tuck in and do that centre midfield role as well as the left wing back role, and that's why he's in there. Yeah. Okay. 
there's there's a few names That's that fair. haven't been mentioned as well, like James Madison. He's he's in, he's in with a no, shout. Of course, I mean. he's Rashford, another one. Sancho, Greenwood, Harvey Barnes, Harvey Barnes. There's so oh, many. There's, there's... no, no. Of oh, course, to get Dominic Calvert Lewin. No, he's he's in. He's going, mate. He's in. He's going. Um, there's so there's so many that we're gonna actually take. And you, you know what? We will take. Is it the twenty five? Yeah. I'm sure we'll take a reserve. Like you take a few players on a reserve list or whatever, but. Even if you took thirty players, there's still going to be, I say, five yeah, or six players that arguably out. should be in there. Yeah, yeah easy. In, compar- in comparison to before, where you could pick your eleven, you could probably pick three or four subs. It was obvious. Then the yeah. rest of it was like a flip of a coin. This year will be tough. And I, I got to say, I'm a little bit gutted that it's Gareth Southgate that has landed uh, the, the, this time of, of sort of generation of players that we've got. I, personally, I don't think Gareth's done that bad, man. He's got he play, we play quite flexible, uh, quite a flexible game, and he gets he's got the players doing different things. We look a little bit continental, shall I say, in our play, like the movements, and when you see Saka, Grealish, and um, and 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 Rice, and it's, it the takes so long. To, it takes him so long to bring these players in. It took a while, yeah. with, Even with Saka, like it, you need to do it early so you can find that best best team. I, I mean, another name we didn't mention, obviously, there's someone like Colin Cody yeah. as well. Yeah, Colin Cody. Yeah, yeah, been yeah. playing playing well at the back. And I think he's he's got headaches to make, but he yeah. has to find the, his best team. He, and... He's under pressure. He's under pressure because he's going to go there. He's going to go there, and it's like. There's not really a player in the squad where if he got injured, you can say that yeah. that's cost us because I I can genuinely like apart from maybe a set a couple of centre backs or goalie, there there's replacements yeah. for every player. Like so, I mean, if Madison gets injured for the rest of the season, that's fine. If Foden gets injured for the rest of the season, that's fine. If Saka gets injured, like all of these players, they're like they're starting or whatever. But but if they don't go, even we Kane, shouldn't even from Kane, this because we have yeah. we have even even Kane because we've got so yeah, much before. we've got so much yeah. quality in in reserve that we shouldn't be suffering for any injury. So it's a, it's, it's a lot of pressure on Gareth Southgate, and he needs to deliver. He's going to have to deliver a, a final. Yeah. I reckon. You know what I mean? I don't think anything anything else is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Get away I think, think semis is definitely, definitely. bare definitely. minimum. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't use that again, by the way. <laughs> Not in all circumstances will he get away with a semis. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, yeah, I'd be interested to, uh, to hear other people's views and um, and hear what their, their starting level would be, as, as we said, if the tournament was Saturday, starting on Saturday. Um, let's get on to our favourite subject. And uh, well, Mo's favourite subject is uh, very irate from the last few comments. But <laughs> VAR, how is it that we are here again in where are we now? We're February, Jesus. Um, that every time we have to bring it up, and it seems to outdo itself in terms of the mistakes. Now, VAR for me, I thought was brought in to eradicate referee's mistakes and give the referee a chance to own up and go okay yeah got that wrong we crack on this is what it's supposed to be why are we still seeing mistakes being made and let's talk about Mike D um, he's made the call he's made the call after judging and watching that on screen I don't tell me there was a single person in the UK watching that back going oh yeah yeah, after watching that clip a million times in slow motion, real time, fast forward from the left back, right up and down, that 
that was a red card, but he still came to the conclusion that he was supposed to be sent off. I'll, I'll start with you, Aaron, because I just don't want Mo to like, blow this up completely straight away. <laughs> but where, 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 do you, where do you see VAR going and why do you, we keep you know seeing what, these right? mistakes being made? The more the season's gone on, the more my uh, thought process about VAR's changed. At the, at, at the beginning, I think everyone was like, you know, VAR's rubbish, VAR's this, VAR's that. But as every match has gone on... Uh, especially now it's every match is televised at the moment. Uh, it's literally 10% VAR and the next two is the uh, extremely poor officiate, uh, officials and the uh, crazy new laws that they put in offsides, uh, handballs, etc. Uh, that just not working. And I want to concentrate more on the poor uh, officiating because I think that's the main problem. VAR's there, it's the referees that still have to make these decisions. And, I mean, the Suchek one, that's, that's, one of, that's probably the craziest one I've ever seen. And the, the, forget the 22 replays that you saw at the time. He was there live, five yards away, clear vision, seeing the incident. And for me, that's the worst thing. <coughs> like He's seen it in live play, and then he's gone on and seen that 22 views on, on the replay, and that's very worrying that a referee can get that wrong. Not once, because uh, him and the other referee, I can't remember his name now, uh, who, who was doing the VR at the time, they got three decisions wrong between them in, in the space of a week. Two of them were overturned, obviously the Suchek one and the, uh, the Bednarik one for Southampton. And you can't have make those mistakes. Like, they've there has to be some kind of uh, accountability for, for for the refs because the FA again literally letting them get away with everything and uh, managers aren't allowed to comment after a game. Players aren't allowed to comment after the game. If they say anything, they're slapped with a fine. But at the end of the day, these decisions that they're getting wrong, it's the manager's job at the end of the day that could possibly be lost if if those decisions go against them more and more, they're losing points, they get sacked. And I mean, mm. I'm a big fan for referees to come out and say, you know, that was a mistake or given their rationale on the incident. Or even, I know there's been a lot on Twitter recently about uh, people listening in to, to what's being said between the officials and the VAR room. But if we're listening to Peter Wharton on BT Sport every game, that's that's oh that's the dog. that's the exact <laughs> rationale we're going to get for every game. He he's literally taken up for for the referees in every instant. And I'm going to give you one in, uh, one example here. Last week there was a penalty instant which was given uh, slight contact, and his words his words were there's slight contact there, so that's a penalty. The very next night, same thing happens. The, the ref didn't give the penalty. And he says, although there's contact, that's not a penalty. And that, sum, that sums it up. <laughs> so, so, yeah, he changes. So, you're, you, you've just mentioned Peter Walton there. Let's, rem- let's also, I'm sure, uh, Mo, um, you can jump on after this, <laughs> this little bit, but don't forget that this is the same man that said that VAR wasn't oh, there like, to get. When, the he, when he said that, I had to turn off. Had to turn <laughs> off. 
I, I, let me tell you, I wait, almost TV, broke my TV's screen. got two footed. No, TV's got <laughs> no, two footed. No, I was, <laughs> I was one of them people weighing up a rookie <laughs> challenge on my TV, mate. I couldn't believe I, I, I was so angry, yeah. it was laughable. It, it's, it's, you know what it is? Let me say this before you, you're making a mockery of the person that is paying for that Sky subscription for that BT subscription, for that person that spends all their time at work yeah, to make sure they can buy a season ticket to go and watch these games, the fans. We, all get, we are being run an absolute mockery because there seems to be something underlining right now that is like an agenda to push certain teams and mm-hmm. certain people in, the, in certain directions. Because, and I'm, yes, you lot can come at me being an Arsenal fan, anyone listening to this. You've just mentioned a few that got yeah. overturned, right? When they did the appeals. Now, what was uh, the boy at Southampton? Bednarak. You mentioned his name that was got um, yeah. Bednarak. Yeah. So he's had his overturned for an accidental clip, right? But I've also just seen that obviously David Luiz's didn't get his. Yet the guy, and David Luiz, listen, I'm not his fan at all. He does some absolute stupidity. But in this occasion, the guy's running. He's hit David Luiz's knee. For one, I don't even see that as a penalty. He's given the red. And even after the fact, yeah. when they could look at it, it still hasn't been overturned. So I can't see the consistency in it. The whole point of... Listen, VAR, VAR is poor. VAR is poor all the time. That's probably the consistent thing, most consistent thing it has got. But if you're going to make these changes on laws and, and other things. The fact that they turn around and said you can two-foot someone if because you, you're attempting to go for the ball, but you absolutely mashed him up in the middle of the park, you get a booking. But if I accidentally poke him in the eye and he goes down like a sack of shit, I get sent off. No way. I'm sorry. that There's got to be these rule changes. You've, you've got to scrap VAR right now so people can actually get the enjoyment. I've never actually heard people come up to me and say, I am falling out of love of football because of this technology. That is embarrassing. This is supposed to be, a, you know, kids are supposed to grow up loving football. Right now, they can't even enjoy it. They have no idea what's going on. Can't celebrate a goal. All this rubbish. You're sucking the life out of the game that everyone got um, brought up to, to love and, and, and watch. So, yeah. I'll take a deep breath and I'm handing it over to you, Mo, because you can finish this off, mate, and, and bury it in the ground. First, I want to say, first thing I want to say is, although Mike Dean is a, is not the, he's yeah, quite an annoying that's... ref. I mean, the death threats thing is just totally out of, out of, yeah, it's just not te- needed. It's terrible. It's not needed. Um, and, you know, I, I don't support that in any way. You know what I mean? Say that he's crap or whatever, but the death threats, the families, that's just embarrassing. Um, but yeah, my, my view on it is, right, is let's go back to people dying, diving, and frauding yeah. the ref. Let's go back to them times where the ref would just, uh, where the ref would just give a penalty and it weren't a penalty and he got frauded and the line. Because right now, they're getting free opportunities to get it right and still getting it wrong. And then also what they're doing is they're catching themselves out because now they're going over to the screen and having a look after. So they see it on the pitch. Then someone has an, an opportunity to look at it and they tell them in their ear, that's the second time. And then the third time they go over to the screen, have a look at it. And they're still, they still are making incorrect decisions. Take it all away. Take it all away. It's pointless. We're wasting time. Or just have it for offsides. 
just have it for penalties. But silly things that are happening all around the pitch and they're having 10 minutes, look, it takes 10 minutes and then the players are getting cold and then they come to this decision and everyone knows it's wrong. Then we talk about it all the next day. All of that's long. It's got to go. It's got to go. The elbow, the Suchek elbow, this is one that really, really got to me, right? Because they always go on that the referee's on the pitch and he knows the feel of the game and he's done his research on all these individual players. He knows what these players are about. But when they go over to that VAR monitor, Mm. all of that goes out the window. All of that goes out the window. So he might as well not be on the pitch because what's he on the pitch for? (laughs) What is he actually on the pitch for? We don't need him anymore. No, we don't. We don't. you're on the pitch to know the feel of the game, know the attitude, know who's wound up. No, this is the skill of being a ref, right? So when you go to that monitor, you take all of that away and you make an objective decision on 300 views at, at one challenge. Mm-hmm. What's the point of being on the pitch? You know. You know. You know that Suchek is not that sort of player. Not that sort of player. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I really don't understand how you give about a red card for officials uh, not being there. It's the same with the linesmen because they're not even putting their flags up anymore. The the game's gone on like an, a minute and a oh. half, and then they put the flag up, and and <laughs> they're nervous. They don't know when but, to. They don't because they don't then, know when to. Aaron. The thing I don't, don't get is do it. say it's like it's forty five seconds between the offside incident uh, and the flag going up. That happens four or five times now in a game. That's nearly four or five minutes of a game actually wasted. Yeah. Because if they yeah, scored, that's it invalid. it's not. It's don't so count. There's, yeah. there's literally but... four or five minutes of every game now just being wasted. There'll be a problem when the ball goes over the top. It's yeah, a mile offside. They let it go and someone pulls a hamstring. That's yeah, where the yeah. problems will really arise. You know what just, I mean? Just, just, just flag it real time. Obviously, review the goals as they go in, that's that's fine. But again, just make sure that the, the off, if it is an offside, you know, I'm talking a body. You've got to be a, a full body in front of the defender. None of this, because I thought the rule, again, this is the thing of confusion. I thought the whole rule of offside was if any part of your body that you can score a goal with is offside, you're offside. But um, if someone's arm or hand was ahead now, that's offside. That makes no sense. You've got to have a full, clear-as-day body in front. That's what it is. And if, if it gets resulted back to, to VAR, if, if someone... Or, at the end of the day, they, they don't do it that way. They still play to the linesman. And we go to the American sport-wise, where each manager has one challenge a game. Challenge. Mm, That's yeah. it. Mm. And then, ultimately, if the goal goes in first and you go 1-0 up and you go, oh, actually, no, I think that's offside. And they go, they throw, you know, they shoot their load early by going, yeah, challenge. Mm. And it's it's not offside. They're screwed. Yeah. That's it. It's done. And then that's it. You get that one challenge. I'll rather, and that's, I'll, and I'll rather honestly, I'd rather go back to the mistakes, the little marginal offsides and all of that. Because right now, the amount of investigation into everything is just making it boring. You're looking at these games and yeah. we're talking about there's no ebb and flow in these big games. But there's like I, I, I actually think yeah, that some teams go into it and think, let me keep a clean sheet because you never know. Like ball could bounce up in the box, get a handball away from home. You know what I mean? A VAR mm. handball, get a penalty, score and win. You know what I mean? So half, 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 half people are looking at it and thinking... 
you know what? Like, let's just sit back in here and you never know what can happen. Anything can happen. A VAR or, decision, someone gets sent off. Yeah. Like, it's... Well, what about the money, the money from, the money that it must be costing the VAR because you've got to not only set it all up in all the grounds, you've got to have some absolute Herbert in the screens watching it to tell the ref that the cost of that and those centres there. Why don't you use the money yeah. to invest on training new referees? And investing in, in, in making the ones we've got that are, are a little bit better. Because we're seeing the old, still the same old guard that are sitting there. Um, <laughs> bring back your eye, Rennie, if I, if, to be honest. Do you know what I mean? Like, bring back the, the old school ones yeah. that had, had a bit of bit about them as well. Because we're, we're seeing these these refs and it's just, they're just no good. It's just not, it's not there. And now, what sort of training are they getting? And I, I feel like it's not. It's not there anymore. They don't know the rules. Yeah, but you know, yeah, pe- but that's because so much is taken out of their hands now. They're almost like they're not even working on their craft anymore. There's no craft because every second they're going to the VAR monitor, or they're thinking yeah. it don't matter if I make a mistake here because I've got a I've got a second chance, and if the second chance is wrong, I've got a third chance. Do you get what I'm saying? So they're almost not working on their craft anymore. You know what you don't mm-hmm. use will be forgotten. Do you get what I'm saying? If they if they ain't looking at the in, little intricacies of players and intricacies of certain games, you know, or there's a little bit of it's normally fiery in this game or what. If they ain't looking at that sort of stuff anymore because they're relying on VAR, you don't use it, you'll lose it. That's a like a common yeah. thing that's said. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Now it's, it's it's painful, and again, we will be bringing this up again. There's going to be, you know, it's going to be a serious incident that I think will mess it up. And like you said, it might be something that where someone gets injured, you know, you know, because the linesman hasn't put the flag up and they let it continue. Um, but yeah, there's something, something's got to give. I think it's got to be scrapped. Um, it, it's, it is just becoming ridiculous. Let's get back to the old football that we, we, we love and hate and don't find out about whether it was any, you know, whether it should have been a goal until we watch a match of the day at half 10 at night. You know, let's get back to let's get back to the proper ways. And it's annoying me. And I... it's annoying me because of my fans. <laughs> <as well>. it... <laughs> so that is he's always important. Yeah, hundred percent. It is. It is. And it's it's yeah. It is. It's painful. It's painful to get it get it right. And you know, some people's decisions. You can clearly see the certain teams that, that get it. We we can talk about we can oh, talk mate. about Salah's dive, by the way, if you want to. Because let's let's roll into Liverpool. Um and yeah, Liverpool fans. That's right. Yeah, I am gonna rant again about your team. Oh, again. It, it's not. Oh, <laughs> I've, I've had enough. Again, do you know what? As much as the best thing Frank Lampard ever did was that shout about Klopp saying, <laughs> "Look, oh, you won one uh, league trophy and you're giving it the big un." Yes, yeah, you were giving it the big un. Quite very silent now. Um, let's put it that way. But it's still. They're still there, little cockroaches in the top four still hanging on. But we'll see if that's the the, the case come the end. Because I'm telling you, these they needed to slow down a little bit. Well done. Do you know what? They smashed it last year. It's an absolute disgrace how much they won it by it as well. But there's been this arrogance about them that has had the, the bubble has been burst, well and truly burst. And teams, the fact that I'm seeing Brighton and Burnley doing what they were doing, I think this shows a little bit of arrogance there and the respect as well well and truly being lost. And I think that this is something that they've needed to to sort of shake up in one or two ways. Klopp is a very good manager, but historically we have seen his teams burn out. Right? They 
that's the high intensity for one or two years. They do win. He has won things. No, no sort of doubt about it. Klopp is a great manager. But there's got to be a point where his legacy and his shelf life has got to extend in that he's got to find new ways of playing. Because we're seeing his teams not playing the way they, they were and that, that intensity is not there. And I can't think I don't think you can put it on all on Virgil van Dijk because they should have been able to sit that, that injury's happened a long time ago and they still didn't really invest in January to go and do that. They haven't really had the youth players coming in. They they spend two million on some kid from Preston, you know, to rep- and it's not even a replacement. There was links, strong links of them bringing in Mustafi. There was panic. How are you going to bring Mustafi in as an option? What the hell was going on? Oh, there was some serious panic going on around the clock, and it was it was crazy that they need to look at themselves. And this isn't me saying, "Hey, you need to get rid of Klopp. But Klopp does need to change it up a little bit because people are reading it now, seeing how to play against this, this Liverpool side. And that you don't go from winning the league as comfortably as they did to finding themselves in the position they're in, where, as we know, this league's so tight that you could see two or, f- two or three results and you find yourselves, no joke, actually <laughs> near where Arsenal are at mid-table. And I think that's got something that's got to change. But it's not. this isn't... and don't feel this is a complete dig. I just feel that Liverpool have got to get back on this sort of journey of, of the build. It was almost like they felt that the build was complete. <clears throat> you know, they've gone from they've gone from your your oh god, I'm trying to think of the old the old guard of you know Charles, buying Charlie Austin's for instance, and thinking you're going to compete. They've they've built something great, but it's still only strong foundations. And I just think that they've got a bit lazy with it. If you look at the Man United sides in the past, what did what did Fergie <laughs> do every week in uh, week, oh, sorry year in year out? He improved every time. I, do you think that Liverpool improved their squad in, in the in the summer? I'll go with you, Mo, on this one, and you tell me what, where you think they're going wrong this year. Um, I, you know, I've said from the start, um, I thought Liverpool would struggle. Um, you know, a hundred and over one hundred and ninety-five points in two seasons, um, and with the same, pretty much the same eleven, it was always going to be difficult to continue that on. And one of the most important things, as you said, is that when you win stuff is that you continue to move forward and continue to buy better players for all positions Um, because you need to prepare for moments like this, moments when your star centre-back's injured, moments when your striker might be off for, moments when... You know, your midfielder might your midfield might not be working. And I just don't think that it's not just this season as well. I think that over all windows, you need to continue to strengthen your team and, and especially in the summer. And I just don't think Liverpool did it with enough enough quality. I think that they were thinking, We've got our first eleven, so what can we do to what can we do to improve that? There's no player around the world that we can get to improve that, but that cannot be a thought process or mentality if you've got Virgil van Dijk and you've got Joe Gomez you still do need to go and get that uh, uh, coup Bali. not necessarily him but you do need mm-hmm. to go and get that calibre of player and say right we've got Gomez and van Dijk you need to get into this team because players you can't you can't keep saying oh it's difficult to get this player because he's going to be a, a backup at the end of the day yeah, if you're saying I'm not going to go to Liverpool because I'm going to be a backup, you don't rate yourself as a player. That can't be how it works. That can't mm. be how it works. Yeah. Man City have got 20 yeah. starting yeah. players. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Man, Man United have got 
15 or 16 starting players. Do you get what I mean? They've, they've, Man United's squad, they might not have it uh, like all the areas filled, but they've got quality players that should be starting on the bench. And I think that Liverpool are now suffering from not having that. They've got players that have played 90% of games in over the last three years, like eight, nine players in that first team team squad. It's not going to work. And as as hard as it's going to be for Liverpool, they might need to start looking at that Salah, Mane and Firmino and thinking, we need to go a different direction. One or two might have to go. And we need to look at how we're going to change this up. And they might need to look at the midfield and say, we need to move away. Everyone's saying, oh, Thiago slows their game down and whatever. But what are they going to do? Are they just always going to be a combative midfield? Is that what they're going to do? Because now everyone mm-hmm. knows that, like you're saying. So they need a Thiago. They need another way of playing. They need more quality players of that level coming into the team. You know what I mean? Two or three a summer to keep this up. Or otherwise, this is what Ooh. will happen. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. This is simply what will happen. It happened to Man City. They tried to cut a corner. Company left. They had an age in Silva. They had an age in Aguero. Um, and, you know, this player leaves, that player leaves. And they thought, we'll go, we'll go with three centre-halves. And they paid the penalty in such a way that Liverpool went and won the title by 20 points. Do you get what I'm saying? There's no cutting corners in this business because everyone in and around that top five, six, seven is looking to to eat up ground. So Liverpool mm. have just there, it's a consequence of their own downfall. I won't take any excuses. They got a boy from Preston for two million. Why not sign him at the, in the summer? Why not sign him in the summer? Because they only had three centre-backs. So the boy from Preston's not going to say no. Do you know what I mean? Sign him in the summer for two, two million. He's got six months there and he knows the way that um, uh, Jürgen wants him to play. And then this happens, he gets his chance. This is his big chance in the Premier League. They've, they've, they've come up short, you know, in a few windows and now they're paying for it. And that's, that's really the bottom line. And also, just my final thing on this, Klopp is starting to show signs, yeah, that he knows he's made mistakes because he's having go, goes at reporters now for no reason. It's a little bit like, I get what you're saying. The cracks are showing. Yeah, the cracks are showing and it, it don't need to, you know what I mean? He just needs to wait till the summer, write this season off, finish in the top four and go again. But now the cracks are showing. He's starting to have digs at reporters and... It's sort of like, you don't really need to do that. Do you know what I mean? You're better than that. You know what I mean? You've shown that over the last three years. You don't need to do that. Just suck it up and move on to the next. Prove everyone wrong. While you're on that point of clock, I've got just a couple of things to say on on him. Uh, I think, obviously, he's a great manager, great coach. And I really like him as as, uh, over the last few years. But his actions, mainly this season, mainly in the last few months, for me, epitomises what pressure on a manager looks like. He hasn't really felt that over the last couple of years. He only feels that this year because he has to retain the title. He has to. And that, and that, that's, that was his thought process going into the season, has to retain this title. Uh, the way he conducts himself in interviews, is, uh, especially recently, it's embarrassing. Let's face it. For not only <coughs> him, but the club. The way he's made the club look over the last few months is embarrassing. The most recent one, the one after the City game, I mean, uh, that's probably the worst I've ever seen him. The way he just snapped at that reporter. Was it the one where he said, I can see it in your face? Yeah, I can see it in right. your face. Yeah. That one, yeah. that, that, was, that yeah. was for me. That was, I love Klopp, yeah. I love Klopp. But that one for me was, I was like, 
that's a little bit too much now because now you're just it's almost like yes. he feels everyone's uh, talking behind his back it, it shows that's how it comes across he's not coping with this pressure at all some of the excuses he's used over the, the this season alone uh are laughable like he blamed bt sport for for, for his injuries and a fixture pileup like everyone's got the same thing. Then he then he goes about Man United's penalty record, but then we just obviously see how Salah wins penalties at the weekend. Uh, in the Champions League, he blamed the muddy pitch against Ajax. Mm-hmm. Like, and then he before the Man City game, before the Man City game, he said that they've had a two week break. Like he's looking for excuses, and and I, wasn't he the one that uh, brought up Chris Wilder in the, in the five sub? But yeah. And like, he's, he's cracking. Yeah, he, he is did. cracking. And let he me tell did. you, right, the last thing I'm going to say is this whole centre-back debacle with him, right, I feel he's just being way too stubborn now. Against City, playing Henderson and Fabinho at centre-back, for me, he was trying to prove a point to, to everyone about <laughs> his injuries, and now he just made himself look even more of an idiot because Phil Foden ran riot. Yeah, no one in midfield. And he's basically cost Liverpool any chance of retaining the title. And I actually hope they don't get top four this year. I hope I hope they don't get top four. I don't think he deserves it. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Aaron, just a quick question. In your top I had four, did you have them outside of your top yeah. four? I said I said they'll I said they won't you get did. luck with injuries this year and they won't be able to handle the pressure. And I'm, I I hope I hope to God that they finish fifth or sixth. I, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's, uh, yes, it could happen, mate. I'm looking at it. They are. Teams are picking up around them as well, and they ain't picking up points. I think they'll. Uh, mate, I, think they'll I, just I, I don't know. Enough. If he continues to but, try um, and play to Henderson and Fabinho at centre back, one of them, at least one of them, have to go in midfield, especially especially at City against City. One of them have to go in midfield, and. You, you mentioned about buying the two centre-backs. Uh, yeah, they could have bought him in the summer. Fair enough, they should have. But why wait till the last day of January to buy him? The January window. Why not sign him right at the beginning and get them up to speed during mm. January? Mm. Yeah, I, I think it goes back to that. I think, that. I think it just goes back to that thing where, you know, like, everyone has praised him, like, oh, he waited for Alisson. He waited for Van Dijk. He waited for Salah. He waited, you know, he got the correct players. I think it goes back to um, to that where he's sort of, in his head, he's like, I don't want to rush this, um, but I need a centre-back. But I want this specific centre-back. You can't get this centre-back in January. So we're going to leave it. And then they thought, we got Matip coming back. Fabinho's doing all right. It, it's, it's, all, it's all sort of papering over the cracks, but... The, the one for me was the Preston boy because I'm thinking if you if you know you're going to get him you can get him for two yeah. million pound why would you not just have him just have him you have got three centre backs have him <laughs> like, mm. then they've sent them they've sent their youth prospect to Preston so you obviously knew that he weren't going to play you knew that so, so, so I don't it's, it's it's a baffling one with Liverpool man but um I don't mind Liverpool but I don't like the way. I don't like the way uh, Jurgen Klopp's been acting recently. I, I must mm. say that uh, as a little final note on this on this topic. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, as I said, I think he's just. I think, like you said, we've mentioned the cracks there. And I think it's just you, you're not putting your team in the right light where it needs to be. Do you know what I mean? I, I think they need to they need to change that a little bit. 
but yeah. <laughs> good old good old Liverpool. My best friends over at, up, up there. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, something something does something does need to something does need to shape up a little bit. You know, the only good thing that's probably keeping some entertainment is we just don't know what is going to happen. We don't know who's going to get relegated. We don't know who's going to be no. in this top form. I don't think we'll be knowing that for some time. It no. seems to be sort of all up in here. You know, some people are on a comeback on a comeback trail, and then two weeks later they're back in the mix of being in trouble. It's crazy, man. It's people crazy. talk about the manager being sacked again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you just you just don't know. Um, but yeah, that you know that's. If we didn't have the VAR bit, yeah. God, where would we be? It'd be interesting to see what things would have been over that have been overturned to see what that table looks like. It'd be interesting. Um, but yes, it, it is it is a little bit mental. Um, our predictions may could, could go completely wrong. We don't know, um, but by the, by the end of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, guys, is there anything there that you stood out to you that you wanted to, to bring up? We'll call it any other business I think, section. Was there anything you wanted to bring I up? I think now is the time where I have to make an admission that I don't think that West Ham are actually <laughs> going to flop this season. I think they're oh, actually... Finally. I think they're actually going to carry it through. Um, oh, there you go, Hammers <laughs> You've um, won over most No, um, No, I, I want to I give a special mention to... Um, to West Ham. I've watched them last couple of games as well. Um, and I think they're doing really well. And they, they're they not even actually showing signs of of, um, of letting up. They ain't got really got a main forward as well. They're playing with sort of Antonio in there, which sort of started off as a mix and match. Mm. And it's sort of like, now he gets goals. You know what I mean? Now he gets goals and he provides them with what they need up and through the middle. Um, and I think they're, a, they're a, massive, a massive shout for the top six definitely um this season so um so as regards to any other business it's been something i've been meaning to say on the last few podcasts but um where we've had the the excellent guests i haven't had the opportunity to humble myself um so yeah <laughs> so so yeah that yeah. that's my little uh that's my little bit to add yeah very very good from west ham this season and um very good from david mm. Moyes, who's taken years of flack over the the season he had at, at man U. it's just coming back to the to the sort of higher echelons of the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, that, that is very, very true. Actually, my other, well, any other business, there is a lot of chat that Real Madrid cannot afford uh, Sergio Ramos's new contract. <laughs> After playing football manager. How much does, how much does he yeah. want? <laughs> After... How much is he? How much is he on? Um, me and me and Sam are actually doing a, a Spain game, a Spanish game. How much is he on? <laughs> I think it's about 300 bags a week. So, so. yeah, but the, the, the thing is, Aaron, yeah, these guys, like, Ramos will want another two years at 300 grand. He's like 37. What is he, 36? Yeah, but the, the, the signing on fee must yeah, be at least he's 10 right. mil he's as well. Yeah, he's all right. Only if you're in charge, Aaron. Try. That is, oh, yeah, if I ever saw you in charge of a, a sort of <laughs> professional side, I would just go there just for the signing <laughs> fee and I'll do it. Actually, let's just have a moment. This is just reminding me. Talking of money and players, take it. Has anyone seen Gareth Bale get off the golf course uh, yet and play a game for Tottenham? Uh, Gareth, poor, poor <laughs> Gareth Bale, eh? Poor Gareth Bale. Thing is, you know the problem is with Gareth Bale is he needs he needs a manager. He needs mm. the total opposite manager from Jose Mourinho 
because Jose Mourinho wants a nice team with a solid shape that sit back and counter-attack. But Gareth Bale just wants to stand on the right wing, pick it up and whip one in the top corner. He don't really want to have to do all the rest of it. So the problem is, is that Tottenham ain't going to... Well, Mourinho ain't going to get the best of Bale. And Bale's not going to be able to show his best from top, best for Tottenham because it's just net, it's a, it's yeah, a yeah. marriage made in hell. Yeah, it is. Do you get what I mean? It, it, it is, isn't it? It's like we looked at Tottenham and Mourinho coming in and we thought, ooh, this is bad. But then you look at Tottenham signing Bale for Mourinho and you think, what the hell is going on here? You know what I mean? They're like it's just it's it's not going to work out. He'll probably play another five games for the rest of the season, score another one or two goals, go back to Real Madrid, and sit there on his five hundred bags or whatever he's on a week. And that's what he'll do. I'm not just saying this. I'm not just saying this because it's Tottenham, but I do for this. I actually feel for Tottenham fans having to watch that football. It's painful. Yeah, it's pain. It's painful to watch because you've got some good attacking options in that side and. The way Poch did get them playing that sort of that fl- um, fluency throughout the side now, oh my god, it is it's terrible. It's terrible to watch. The thing is, though, a couple of weeks ago, people were saying this genius. Oh my god, he's he's dominating games without the ball. He's doing this. He's doing that. He's winning on the counter attack. He's genius. But now, when it when it's not winning, when it's winning, yeah. it's genius. When it's not winning, it's the worst thing you could possibly have to sit there and watch um, for yeah. ninety minutes. And that's really the problem with with um, with Mourinho. I always think Mourinho does best at clubs that are not expected to play and be at the top. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because like when you look at Inter, yeah, when he took over at Inter, it was just like Inter ain't been nowhere near the title. Um, they can the, the, the fans just want to see them winning. Um, they don't care how they're winning. They just want to see them winning, and he won. Porto the same. Chelsea when he come in, he had a little bit about him, but he had the right mixture of players to play boring but winning football. Lampard will always get your goal. Drogba will always get your goal. Robin will always do something. But now you look at him and when he's at Real Madrid, they hated it. White flags straight away. Man, you hated it straight away. They want him out. You know what I mean? Like when it's the clubs that are expected to play flowing football and win, Mourinho has a problem very, very quickly. If you see what I mean. Can I just say, can I just say, them white flags. Have, you, have, you, have you had a couple? <laughs> Where we... I took a bit, I'm taking a bit of heat. Yeah. Aaron. Aaron, 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 listen, yeah. On this football manager game, what me and Sam are playing. What we uh, uh, Sam's about ninth in the league, <laughs> and he said, "He's yeah, yeah he's invested. Tough. He's invested in the region the of two hundred million pound. I don't know where he got what? it from, right? In the first season, yeah, <laughs> yeah." And yeah. he said to me, he sent me a message around December. I think we're in January now. <laughs> he sent me a message on my phone around December saying. I think we might have to start this one again. I'm on the, oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the edge. I'm on the edge. Just, just, wait, just for the viewers or listeners out there, right? I'm not that bad. Oi, that game, ain't nil, I don't, that ain't don't want to talk about my car. Oi, right. Listen, listen. This our football manager journey game has to be a feature on this podcast. People want to know about this, right? They want to know what's going on. Oh, you're only they saying that now because you won the league, right? They want to know how it's going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Of course I'm saying that because I was <laughs> So, guys, for you that don't know, we have a, free, uh, a network game on Football Manager where we all started in, uh, what, League, League 2. 
League two. Um, I'm yeah. Bolton. Um, Aaron is Salford, and Sam is Carlisle. Um, we're in the second season now, just at the start of the second season. We all got promoted from League Two. I won the championship. Aaron finished second, and Sam third. Third, six, Sam yeah. finished third. But uh, listen, Sam. Yeah. What I will say, yeah, is Carlisle was a brave pick. I wouldn't have picked Carlisle, so you've done well. Expectations, by the way, were to finish mid-table. That's what I'm saying, three. manager of the season. Well done. I rate you. Yeah. I rate yeah. you. I yeah, did yeah. win the championship, yeah. but I rate you, though, still. I do rate you for getting up. Um, so, guys, now we're, in, now we're in League One. We're three games in. And, um, yeah, um, Sam has an 8-0 victory under his belt already. Who was that against, Sam? Shrewsbury, yeah. I don't even remember. Shrew- Shrewsbury, Shrewsbury Town, yeah? Wait, all I'm saying is three games but you, but you in don't have nine plus points. 13 goal difference. <laughs> Just letting you boys know. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> my my, my right. only my only um my only thing I'll say is that I know both of you guys, due to my scouting reports, play Route One. But you'll find, based on my scouting reports, that I like to keep the ball and dominate possession. So, you know, we both we know what sort of manager we've got some Mourinho's over here and more my side, we've got the more Pep Guardiola sort of manager. Mate. Um, from what I can see, basically. It'd be a mistake it'd be a mistake for you to think that we play every game the same way. Like, <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what? I know you don't actually, because I actually, I actually saw it change one time, and I was thinking, "How comes this changed?" But I, I'll just let you start in on a little secret: is I don't, I don't very often change how I play. You got, ba- you got, ba- no, but that's because you got, got, got Dembele um, Arsenal who scores forty goals a season. <laughs> 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 I'm guys, 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 guys. I sat. I sat the boys down and I said to them, listen, we play fast-flowing, attacking football through the wings. We keep, we get it down and we play. I need you to join. And they signed Did on the dotted line for two seasons well? on loan. That's what happened. Oh, my God. Yep, I've got Louis Barry. Of course. Yes. <laughs> He's cleaning boots as well. You'll find that the reason why... I can't the say. Why I can't, so angry I can't say. Him off, Sam. Yeah, so I went... Ah, you know what? Do you know what's more upsetting? I wanted to work with Neil Warnock. Oh, director of football. Oh, he joined. I'll just, just, just to let you know, he didn't even join me as director of football. I just made him a scout, and he was, he was more, he was more interested in joining me. You made Neil Warnock. Yeah, he's one of my scouts. Uh, Yeah, so that's 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 poor. That's poor. I mean. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Man City. I'm yeah. Man City's youth team anyway because I've got about ninety loanies. Uh, from... Brilliant. Yeah, so we can at least we can keep them updated on how the game goes, and we we will update you guys. And uh, yeah, when when Mo doesn't make it out of league <laughs> League One, we'll let you know. As he's gloating. He's going to be. He's, as as, as uh, Lampard said, one league trophy, you're giving it the bigger. So let's let's. I can't lie. Let's see you, how you are. I can't lie. I've still got a little bit more business to do before the window closes. Oh my god! Even That's after outrageous. the 15 players I've signed, I've still got a little bit more business to do. <laughs> but yeah. Well, yes, boys. It's been a pleasure. We will update everyone uh, weekly on where we're at with that, and uh, no doubt after a, a VAR update as well. But uh, another great episode. And uh, tune in next week, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.